Welcome to the Hidden Healing Podcast. Thank you for stopping by to take a listen. I have a few questions for you. Did you grow up with a lot of adverse childhood experiences? Do you live in the toxic stress of fight or flight, feeling constantly triggered by things that make you feel unsafe? Well, you're in the right place. Listen in as I share stories and lessons from my journey in healing from complex PTSD. Listening to this podcast will help you learn to retrain your nervous system so that you feel safe and experience fewer triggers and learn how overfunctioning no longer serves you and how the key to healing lies in your identity and your somatic recovery. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. It has been a while since I have recorded at least one month. I think I've missed two, and today would have been my third episode that I missed if I did not record. That's what I think. Time flies so fast. Um, It seems like over here with all the busyness of life that I have lost a little bit of track of that. It's been on my mind a lot, and I work on this podcast being a constant in my life as much as I want it to be a constant for people who are listening, because as people with complex PTSD, it's important to have some things that we can count on to be there when we are ourselves trying to be stable and um, maybe work on our scheduling. And because I know that a lot of us, most of the people that I know with complex PTSD have a real hard time with schedules and, um, I guess, uh, things that are, you know, that you have to do every day. Um, even for me, when I was young at my worst in school, school every day was hard. And, um, and then as I've gotten older, I have found my meetings, um, or religious meetings to be, uh, hard to be regular at. And then eventually I got to the point where, I, I'm able to do that now, but look, I'm almost 50. So I want this to be something that's regular in people's life that they can count on. Saying all that, I also <laughs> acknowledge that I have complex PTSD. And three months ago, I started a new job in a different field, not in home health care, but um, helping people with technology. And I gave myself a big learning curve because not only Um, Did I have to learn how to use new software and um, new devices and all the things, but I had to also get used to showing up for work every single day and um, get used to helping people in a way that I hadn't helped in a very long time on phones, you know, trying to get people being patient enough to help people um, resolve issues that they may be having. So I decided that I gave myself three months and it has been three months. And so I started a kind of therapy called MAP and uh, I've had my second meeting um, where we sit down and we work on specific things. And so I've been working on getting back to my routine of self-care and getting back to the things that help me be grounded and feel calm and having teenagers in my life makes that a little bit hard. So um, I feel like we are on the brink of everything changing. And I probably sound like a broken record because I probably said this a lot, but I mean, I have a son who's 22, he'll be 23 in one month and he just graduated with uh, 
bachelor's in music. And that itself has been a long process. He took five years to do it, which is not that unheard of because when you start college at 17 for nursing, because you heard that that's something that you could do that makes good money. And then you learn about all the other things that the school offers um, and find out that nursing isn't that important to you. Then it's not uncommon for kids to make changes like that. So um, not to mention the learning curve that he had with college, because it is different than what he ever experienced before. So we just finished that. And that is um, a huge, huge deal in, in our lives. And then um, I had a 17 year old who was planning on moving out and the plans fell through, but you can imagine how, um, I guess, disrupting that would be <laughs> to me and to my nervous system as well. Um, and then just other complications with other children, just all the things in life coming up all at once. And so um, I kind of got lost in my mothering, which is an old pattern that I fell back into. And so um happy to say this is my second session, but I did one and then skipped a week and did a second one. Um, and I already feel huge relief and focus back on what's important and healing and resolving some of the just more recent things that felt like mini traumas to me. Um, we call those small T traumas. <laughs> and so I could release that emotion and move forward with how I want to be and the kind of things that I want to do in life. So um, in my map session, I talked um, to, uh, I don't know what to call her, a practitioner, a coach. And I talked to her about some of the things that were going on and how I have, since I started my job, really abandoned, uh, a lot of journaling. I mean, this past month, especially I have not journaled. Um, I've abandoned the meditation, my, just all my healthy habits. I have kept on exercising and I have changed my eating habits, which are two giant things. But one of the things that my um, coach Melissa mentioned is that because I told her I wanted to go back to all that stuff. And um, after the session, she said to me, you know, when you were doing that the first time you had two years of really not working and doing those things or working part time and doing those things. And now you have a full-time job that you just learned and it's, it's new. So you can't expect yourself to jump in back to where you were at a hundred percent. You're going to have to take baby steps. And she says, I don't even really know that it's, it's possible or practical to expect to go back a hundred percent to where you were when your life is not the same as it was. And I do have to admit that that caught my attention because I was thinking that and it's reminders like that, which is why it's so important to have a personal coach or why it's so important to talk to a therapist or seek other views outside of our own views so that we can get those reminders that we have to allow ourselves and our bodies to move through um, experiences and time in ways that are going to work for us and not try to do things and and uh, bite off more than we can chew or set goals that are way too high and that we cannot accomplish. Um, 
and then fail. And failing is good. I always recommend failing. But when we can see that we're doing something and it's not going to work and it's not just going to fail, but also it's going to make us feel bad about ourselves and take us down. That's not a good idea. You know, when we're trying something new, allowing ourselves to suck is normal. In other words, um, if I'm going to learn how to meditate, do the mindful meditation, I'm going to have to give myself a good three to six months of feeling like nothing is happening and doing the hard thing of just keeping on going. And it sometimes feels like a failure, but really you are in the learning process and that kind of learning is okay. But setting a huge goal for yourself that's not practical and is just going to make you feel bad about yourself and like you are not doing very well. That's not. So I wanted to hop on today and make an episode so that another week did not pass without me getting on here and checking in. And I don't want to leave you guys with nothing to think about because I feel like this, this podcast should be a lot of things that are healing for us. I don't want it just to be about my life and what's the newest drama in my life or what's the newest thing that is causing me to be triggered. Um, But I want it to be all about what can we learn? What can we each think about and how could we apply that in our own lives? And yeah, sometimes and a lot of times, and this is my outlet, for the things going on in my life that I can share. But also, there are lessons that we can all share because if it's personal, it's universal. And so at this time in the year, we tend to want to do big things like diet or start exercising, start going outdoors. But just reminding ourselves of making sure that the things that we set out for ourselves are things that we can accomplish because sometimes baby steps are better and more sustainable than just deciding all of a sudden, yeah, I'm cutting out carbs and I'm only going to be keto all in one day. And so learning how to cook vegetables or, you know, what are the small steps it takes to get there? And so You know, as you're going on in your week and as you're thinking about things that you have as goals, what are small steps that you can take to get there? And don't be afraid to get online and do some research, you know, and and figure out some things, take in knowledge, because the more we focus on something, the more we look at it and see what is possible, the more things like that come into our awareness and we can um, start just really noticing all the things around us that are going to be positive influences that will help us reach our goals. And so I think that that's super important. Um, My goal this week after my session is to observe everything. Even when I feel triggered, stop and observe my triggeredness. And that goes back to mindfulness meditation, really, doesn't it? Being mindful in everyday life. And um, that's the goal that I have for this week for my session. And uh, my statement is, My natural inner state is grounded and calm. And so that's what I'll be working on this week. Do you have something that you're working on as well? I started reading the book, The Body Keeps Score. I recommend it if you're able to read about other traumas of other people without being triggered. But if you can't do that, this is definitely not the book for you. But it is beautiful because the doctor who wrote it 
was um, one of the early doctors looking at trauma in people and vets and then in other women um, and men that had other kinds of trauma in their life. And uh, it's, it's really interesting. It brings a, a lot, a lot of information to me about how things used to be and how much better we have it now that we don't have to go in and there is actually a name for this thing that we've had where we've had a lot of um, adverse childhood experiences. And now there's a name for this, which is, you know, PTSD or complex PTSD. And so we don't necessarily have to go the route of medita medication. There's a lot of different routes to take talking therapy um, in addition to medication or um, other modalities that are more along the lines of like holistic healing, things like that, like I'm doing with the MAP sessions. And, um, you know, we can we can look at all the different options there are now because of people like this doctor. So I'm really grateful today for this book and for this doctor and for really teaching me a lot of what there is to know about complex PTSD. All right. With that, I'm going to leave. I know this podcast episode is all over the place, but I'm checking in. And next week when we get an episode, it will be kind of back to the regular format. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope that you guys all have a beautiful week and I can't wait to get back to a normal schedule with this podcasting. And I miss uh, all the comments and stuff since I haven't been posting that you guys uh, are all the feedback on the podcast that you give. So keep that coming and have a fantastic week.